And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello, listeners, and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Davey Risk and Mickey Brennan. Um, Davey, uh, or Park Tolchin was in a lot of use over the weekend with a lot of our county underage teams playing there between Saturday and Sunday. Um, the All-County Football Leagues were all on as well. We'll be doing a Loyal Royals review of the All-County Football Leagues and we'll be going through Davey's and mine uh, predictions for the All-County Football League. But... Uh, Davey, I suppose it's kind of a few weeks break from the top inter-county teams or senior teams, I suppose, the Camogues, the, hur- the Hurlers, the Footballers and the Ladies Footballers. The next out, I suppose, is the Ladies Footballers in the league final next weekend. But um, it gave a chance for our budding young stars to uh, tread on the ground of the hollowed ground in Park College. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Yeah, huge weekend in HQ, wasn't it, last weekend? I suppose, sadly, probably... Um, not by and large the results we were we were hoping for uh, across the board, and I suppose our minor footballers who um, I I could sympathise with because they probably had savage pressure on themselves this year, and very few of them were actually involved in the last year or two's minor team. So it's it, it's probably unfair to to be judging them on kind of the last year's team's exploits, but that's the nature of it. When you're winning Leinster's and all Ireland's, you're going to be judged on it, sadly. Um, but they were fierce and lucky in, in their defeat, which I know we'll talk about in a couple of minutes' time, but um, they'll have their day. We'll start on Saturday, Davey, with that game, uh, Mead Miners, uh, this game played in Park College on Saturday afternoon, Mead Miners 2-8, awfully three goals and six. Um, next up for Mead is Kildare on Wednesday, but it's a nothing game for them because they can't qualify um, having lost to Longford already. Um, last gasp goal um, for Offaly. Square ball, no doubt. Four players in the in the square when the ball was played in. But, you know, a kind of thing happens, I suppose, from time to time. Maybe Meade shouldn't have found themselves in that position going into the final stretch of the game. Yeah, it, again, like it's an awful hard learning curve um, for them, Mickey. And, and I suppose not just the square ball, but the actual question as to whether the ball the whole ball was was fully over the line I, I think from the um the coverage that we kind of seen it was inconclusive so you, you sort of have to go with what the umpire said um but a, an awful way to lose a game and what's more to go out of uh, the championship really because unfortunately regardless of how they get on against Kildare the head-to-head is for both Longford and Offaly who obviously play each other last out so um very disappointing for Derek O'Brien and his management and players alike, it's 
I suppose you have to take the rough with the smooth, don't you? We've had a brilliant couple of years at minor level, and although it's bitterly disappointing, um, I I am convinced that you know these lads will go on to have great you know futures in in me that at twenties and hopefully senior level as well. But it, it probably will count for nothing at the moment. But that little bit of anger and sort of pain that's going to probably last for a few more days. Yeah, absolutely, and um, it's just. It's a heartbreaking way to to lose, and I suppose there was so much riding on it for me as well. Uh, you know, a win there going into their last game against Kildare would have meant that a win against Kildare would have probably seen them through as well. But it's not to be. No, it's not to be, and and to be fair, they show great, I suppose, spirit in that game against Offaly because they trail for large portions of it. Um, and had a storm in second half, which obviously looked like it was going to be enough. Um, Michael O'Sullivan, you know, getting 2-1. The, the second goal um, was a thing of beauty, a beautiful move, uh, constructed off-the-shoulder stuff, a, f- a fine, fine finish, rocket to the back of the net. And that's what looked like it was It was going to spur Mead on. Rean Stafford came off the bench to inspire uh, Mead in that second half as well. And um, Conor McGuini, obviously, one of the... Do you actually the sole uh, remaining starter from obviously last year's team, but um, not to be. And you know, credit awfully because they got a heavy uh, beating the first day against Kildare, and for them it was last chance saloon as well. And they they kept they kept at it, I suppose, until the final whistle. Uh, they got the the bit of luck at the end, and um, hopefully now they can maybe go forth and, and get out of the group at um, at, at Longford's expense. But for me, that's. Um, it's into another cup. I think they go into uh, uh, a sort of back backdoor sort of cup. I can't find the term for it now at the minute, Mick. Any championship or something like that type thing. Um, no chance of getting back into the Leinster proper. Yeah, I think it's the Seamus, Seamus Heaney Cup, it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like, as you quite rightly said, like a really good second half display, trailing for, for large parts, got themselves into... The winning position and then I suppose that's where I say at the beginning you know maybe they shouldn't have found themselves in a position uh, for Offaly to steal it and snatch and grab it right at the death exactly but unfortunately that that sort of only comes with um with experience you know they're, they're very young fellas some of them most of them sorry are 16 17 years of age and it's such a harsh learning curve they'll they'll come on for it I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it um but but at the at the moment it's going to be pretty raw still. Um, but but in time they'll you know they'll um they look back to probably what happened on Saturday and they'll point to us. Um, it I won't say it won't happen again, but you you, you learn to to make a foul out the field and and not sort of allow the situation to happen as such. But as you said, these things happen. You see it all the time. We've seen it in our senior final two years ago between Rototh and, and Kells, you know. So it it does happen from time to time. Unfortunately, <laughs> the consequence of it happening so late in the game is you don't get a chance to go up the other end and redeem yourself. That's the disappointing aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe a bit of retribution for the awfully senior team who conceded a late goal to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Joey Wallace again. Uh, earlier in the in the league campaign for them, but uh, they march on and Offaly will have a chance to maybe sneak their way through. Um, Mead will play Kildare, and you know I'm sure they'll want to put in a big performance on Wednesday evening. Uh, also on Saturday in the under twenty hurling league, um, it saw the Mead taking on Kildare in this one, and um, we thought that this 
you know, was a chance for me maybe to give them give themselves a, a chance going into the final uh, round of games, but they lost to Kildare. Uh, sorry, one eighteen to one twelve. A chance for them to go through to the next uh, uh, round. I mean, of the um, under twenty hurling league, but it wasn't to be either, Davy. No, Kildare are quite strong, and we've seen, I suppose, at senior level this year what they've um, what they've sort of achieved. And um, ultimately, it was a really poor sort of first half performance, Mickey, which uh, which was the to the detriment of Mead in this game. James Murray, the trim man, Jewel Star, of course. I think he was part of maybe the twenties football panel and, and possibly still is uh, he hit a uh, brilliant nine points out of Meade's total tally of 112 Joey Cole got a goal in two and Justin Kine got a point it was therein maybe lies the problems just three scores on the day and with the exception of Justin Kine's point 111 coming from uh, the stick of both James Murray and um, Justin Kine but or J- Joey Cole rather um, but I think it was 111 to four points at half time you know a 10 point uh, difference and and Mead in fairness did come out and make a good fist of it in the second half but they just they left themselves too much to do and Kildare uh, with Fionn Maher and, and Colin McCabe in particular to the four day accounted for 16 points and um, they, were, they were already victors in the end Winner of Mead and Kildare that's Kildare will play um, either Antrim down or Leash in the quarter final um, so the winners from round two plus Kilkenny and Offaly were going through into the quarter final so Kilkenny and Offaly play each other and then as I said Kildare will play either Antrim down or Leash I'm not sure who it was that came through that one so disappointing for the minors and the under 20 hurlers on um, Saturday then we go to Sunday Davy, and uh, things look a little bit brighter on Sunday uh, the Mead minor hurlers were out in the Mead uh, in the minor hurling championship in the tier 3 of that they were playing against Derry and put Derry to the sword Davy Rusman 519 to 2 points a massive win for Mead pushes them up into second place in the table behind Antrim. They play Antrim in their last round game, um, but Antrim, Carlo, was Mead and Down all have a game in hand from what I'm seeing on the table. Yeah, but they're motoring well, Mickey. You know, I suppose only one defeat from the first four to two wins and a draw. Um, it's a grade in which Mead have been, I suppose, really threatening to make a, a bit of a burst at now for for a few years and they've been pretty unlucky at the latter stages of each competition to maybe not do that. And it's almost in stark contrast to the, to the football. We've had most of our success in the hurling at under 20 level and the minors just for some reason, hasn't just clicked into gear. Um, it's, it's the polar opposite, obviously with the football, with, with our minors doing so well year in, year out and the footballers maybe struggling at under 20 level. So this is a great opportunity. I suppose you're kind of looking at it and trying to find a positive from maybe the twenties going out the fact that the miners have a realistic or a very good chance of progressing now, Mickey, um, even though they've played a game more than some of the teams in and around them. But that Antrim game could could yet be massive, um, but but really impressive showing. Um, that's a big, big scoreline on the back of a defeat, you know, a week previous, I think. Yeah, that's right. They lost to Carlo um, the week previous. First round, drew Westmead. And that that's the one that maybe in the end, could cause them uh, a, a little bit of grief, given uh, coughing up that last score to Westmead in the first day, gave Westmead a draw. It could, if results were to go to um, uh, to go to form, Carlo would leapfrog Mead into second place. I'm not sure if Antrim and Carlo have played each other yet 
um, or if that's the next game. If that is the next game, that means it's all to play for in the last round, meeting Antrim. Um, but they will look forward to that last round game either way. They put up some stellar performances uh, so far this year. And um, yeah, they're doing really, really well. Davey, um, that's all the results. I suppose the, the All-County Football League, as we said, the results of that, um, we'll go through them on our um, Loyal Royals review. Um, and we go through all our predictions as well on that one. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Uh, looking forward, looking ahead, obviously, um, we said it already, the Mead Miners <clears throat> have to play Kildare. The Minor Hurlers have to play Antrim. And then... Next Sunday, I don't know if many people know this, but um, the Queens of Mead are, the Royal Queens of Mead are heading for Croker, heading for uh, headquarters next Sunday, the 10th of April. And at 4pm, they're going to be taking on Johnny Gall in the the little National Football League Division 1 final. And, you know... Again, like we've talked about this team, we've talked about how this is their fifth competition in a row, fifth different competition in a row to play in, and the fifth final that they've got in, uh, got into. Um, you know, they're coming up against the Johnny Gall side, who you know it's bonus territory for them. You know, they've got it; they've beaten Dublin in the semi-final, Mead saw off Mayo in the semi-final. Um, I think we could be treated to a good game of football here next Sunday, Davey. I, I think so. It's a real novel sort of pairing, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's kind of got to the stage now, Mickey, where we we almost expected Mead to get to the league final. And I think that in its own right is um, a, an indicator of how far this team have come over the last two years, that we're almost a little bit disappointed if they don't get to this stage. Um, and right, we got to the final. I think everybody um, would have expected to be playing Dublin in the decider um, and a, probably a rematch of that game from Navin a couple of weeks ago. But all credit to Donegal. I mean, they, they did what, what Mead did in the semi-final against Cork last year. Didn't they make you two really late goals um, to stun Dublin? And, you know, full credit to them. And it's a big occasion for them. They're going to go into this game as underdogs. I don't think there'll be any doubt about that. And Mead will have to sort of... Uh, deal with that tag of favouritism, which, you know, particularly in Crow Park or even in re- more recent times, it hasn't been something uh, that me, they're all that accustomed to going into these big games, um, particularly in Crow Park, obviously, at this stage of the competition. But uh, I have no doubt me, they'll, me, they'll give it the, the utmost respect. They'll treat their opponents with the same respect they'd give to Dublin or Cork or, or anybody else to play. Um but it is it is a potential banana skin. I think Mead will need to show up and, and particularly match Donegal in the early stages. You've seen Donegal play, Mickey. They're quite quite a capable outfit. So um, I, I think the first 15, 20 minutes of this contest will probably tell a lot because you'd expect 
them to come down and, and really sort of lay down the gauntlet to meet. Absolutely. And, and when you look through the Donegal team, it's uh, littered with, you know, second names that are synonymous with Donegal football. And, you know, you can see that they've got good bloodlines up there for sure. Um, uh, running through the uh, men's football and across uh, into the ladies' football. But um, it is 4pm next Sunday in Crow Park. Anybody who is available, get up to Crow Park and support these ladies. They're absolutely brilliant. We will do preview over on our Loyal Lions podcast as well of the uh, uh, little National Football League Division 1 final for the ladies and um, give them their dues. So um, next Sunday, 4pm, be there in Crow Park. Davey, um, moving on, um, uh, obviously, we, we we talked about the Dunsany Masters, the GA predictions and whatever is over. There's, there's nothing at the moment to keep us occupied, um, you know, to keep our brain uh, moving bar the, the All-County Football Leagues, you know, and, you know, can we can we start betting on that? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, actually, we, we have an Instagram interactive, which we'll come back to in a bit from Shane Mangan. Um, but I think he's he's actually thinking the exact same as you. It's uh, addictive personalities in me, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we we love that bit of competition, so we do. And and I have to say that again, the GA predictions. It's nearly like it's, I did give out about it, how how anxious it made me feel, but now there's a void left from it. Um, and I can't wait for next year's. But we do yeah, have. We, we were both only masters. getting going towards the end of it, Mickey. Which I think <laughs> is why we're hungry for more. Yeah, yeah. The, look, the weather played havoc with me in the, in the first four weeks, so it did. Um, I wasn't. But you were with me, does that? <laughs> <laughs> I think with a few teams, um, yeah. but it played havoc with my predictions. That's for sure. I was, I was uh, hoping that certain teams would get the wind in the first half and stuff like that, and it just wasn't happening. And uh, it was backs to the wall the whole way through. But once the good weather came around and the firmer ground came around as well. I started to shine and uh, yeah, look, the GR prediction is over. But as you said, the Dunsany Masters, get on to that, go to their social media pages. Uh, that it, It's a brilliant competition they're running and again, it'll only do you for four days or whatever, the Masters, but um, at least um, uh, we fill that void for a couple of days. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. David, we'll move on now to the Lottos um, and uh, have the lads been in contact with you? Yeah, they have indeed. Uh, the Chocolate and Royal Gales are the first one in from last Monday night. Uh, the numbers drawn were 8, 18, 22 and 24. They had no jackpot winner. Uh, same story every week as Andy Smith says. Um, four match three winners though, though, who collect 50 each. Uh, Mags, Marr, Fergus, Clancy, Megan Clark and Paul Murphy. Um, next draws uh, tonight, Monday, the 4th of April, half eight live on Facebook. Uh, 13,000 jackpot, 13,000 on reserve and 7,400 of the second one will 
someone please win soon. Andy Smith is at the bottom of it. You can play it at Club Force if you want in on that one. Uh, Longwood next in, 6,400 jackpot. Um, no winner from last week. The Mulligan boys, Noah Furlong and Ray Kelly were the lucky dip winners. The number from were 9, 14, 15 and uh, 26. The next draw takes place also tonight, Monday. Um, another one tonight, Monday, is Manalvi GFC. Uh, they had no jackpot winner last week. Uh, 1,300. It moves on to for tonight. 320 euros winners were George Craig and Douglas and Colette Duffy. 19, 20, 22, and 28. The numbers there. You can play that one at Manalvi GFC.e or on the Club Force app. Uh, Black Hole Gales moving nicely. Um, maybe off the field, maybe not moving the best on the field at the minute, but we'll, we'll come to that, I'm sure, in the Loyal Royals. Um, but their jackpot's going well. And uh the numbers oh, drawn. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, everything that happens on the pitch is academic to what's going on off it. Everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> but 6, 17, 24, and 26, uh, they had a few 30-year winners who were um, David Lambert, Dylan Staunton, Anne and Brendan Burke, and the one and only David Ferris, Mickey, lucky to be working oh, oh. shopping local and uh, getting in on the act there. Um, so getting 30 euro for uh, no doubt a few points at the weekend. The next law takes place on the 11th of April uh, live at Kilrory. 10,000 euro for jackpot there. Uh, screen, 8,800 uh, is the next week's jackpot. Um, they had no winner uh, last week, but they had a few quick pick winners who take home 40 euro each. And they were Brenda Govern, John Scanlon, Jude Kyo. And Declan Fox. Um, so you can play that one on Club Force, another one that's gathering pace. Castletown, 1, 8, 25, and 26. The numbers, 1,900 euro of a jackpot was not won. Lucky dip winners were Donald Conway, Barbara Spint, Con McManus, Fergal Ryan, Grace Ollie, and Paul McMahon. Um, next in is from my own Cartoon GFC, Mickey Brennan, and uh, 8,600 euro. Of a jackpot was not won. We had five 20 euro winners who were Anita Kavanagh, Rosie Linsky, Jimmy Farrell, Frank McHugh, and Leah Codd. The number strong were 120, 30, and 31. 8,700 euro of a jackpot next week, as well as, listen to me, four tickets to the Mead Ladies final this Sunday. Hey. And a Mead Ladies jersey signed by a few of the players as well. So all you have to do to be in with a chance of winning, not just the 8,700 in Cartoon Mickey, but a jersey and four tickets to the final on Sunday. Just play our lotto at cartoongacom forward slash lotto. It's gas because I can plug it in the lotto segment. and I actually don't feel bad about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Gail Colin Gill is next. 4, 17, 23, and 24. 12,000 jackpot, which is currently capped at and stays at that for another week at least. Um, the three, the match three winner, winners, and I love this, um, B&J, Gogarty, Grace Campbell, and the one and only Lara Wall. He's gone from the club. He's not no longer the manager, but he's still supporting their lotto, and it's nice to see him winning his share there um, of €150. Euro. They move on to 12,000 again uh, next week. Kilmainham, uh, 1,500 euro of a jackpot. They're starting afresh, obviously, from the bottom two. Theirs was one recently. Uh, the numbers drawn were 2, 8, 15, and 22. Lucky dip winners were Ela Black, Dean Peppard, Darren Morgan, Kelly Tormey, and Joe Smith. Oldcastle is at 12,000 again next Wednesday, and you can play it on Club Force. And that is it for me. 
So, Davey, well, the two that I have are the usual one from Centralstown and one from Simonstown. So, the Centralstown Lotto was not won last week. It's still a massive 10,000 euro. You can do it in Smart Lotto or you can go onto any of their social media pages and you'll find the link there. Simonstown Lotto was not won last week. It was 1,500 euro. Uh, there was only one match three winner. That was Michelle Cummins. The numbers drawn were 8, 16, 25, and 29. Next week's Lotto on Friday, April the 8th. Is fifteen hundred and fifty euros. So they're all of the lotto's done for this week. Davy, time to move on now to Instagram Interactive. Thank you, Mickey. Um, nice blend of Instagram Interactive this week. Um, and we will start with Connor. Uh, Connor Rob Connor O'Brien is his uh, full name, and he said Masterson Park in Ardcath is the best pitch in Mead. It is a fantastic pitch, absolutely. Um, and it's been a fortress for uh, St. Vincent's for quite some time. But they um, they came up short on the weekend and I was really surprised at that one. Yeah, likewise. Um, we're actually there for a Premier game now, I think, in a week or two's time. So um, looking forward to that. Conor McGovern said, uh, Shane, the lump Levy's interview. Um, I'll put a bit of context on this, Mickey. Uh, as you know, I was on a stag over the weekend and uh, the great Shane Levy from Clannagale or Apoy was there. And um, he's never had a, an interview with We Are Mead. So uh, the lads thought it'd be a good idea to buy. I think they bought it. I hope they bought it and didn't take it from the Jacks, but a, a toilet brush. Yeah, and um, use we used it as a mic and interviewed him, um, and a few of the lads got videos and, and pictures and all that stuff. So really enjoyed it. He thrived in it and, and seemed like a natural to me. Yeah, and we'll be going out on our uh, Stag Do Diary um, uh, podcast, and we'll be sending that out on our Loyal Lions podcast. And in just the, for anything, in the coming yeah, days, you have, to, you have to pay more than four fifty to hear that one. To listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colin O'Brien next in, and uh, he said Hill Sixteen is only open for the Dubs. Controversial one, I think, in the league final was there. Yeah, again, yeah. Wasn't open for any of the league finals that were played on the weekend. And if the dubs are coming, they'll open up the cheap tickets for them to go to Hill 16. Yeah. Um, strange one that. Uh, Shane Mangan, uh, the aforementioned Shane Mangan, he said championship prediction competition needed to fill the league void. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be a great one. Um, you know, like I suppose it might be difficult to to logistically to get it done properly, you'd have to look and see what games were on on weekends. You wouldn't be going by um, uh, quarterfinals or anything like that. You'd just say, right, these games are all on that weekend, predict them and whatever. I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, he, he's welcome to to be honest because uh, I, I need at least another nine months of a break. <laughs> the, only way, the only way you could do it maybe is probably, be, probably like a last man standing. Yeah, which isn't a bad idea either. And I'm sure there will be clubs, you know, doing something like that as the summer progresses. Do, well, do keep an eye out. Won't be Corten, obviously. <laughs> no, well, uh, probably not. Uh, Sean Murphy, uh, there's a lot of obviously stuff about the Mead Miners, but Sean Murphy just said the Miners were robbed blind. Finn White followed that up by saying the Miners were robbed. Um, Oshin Brennan said square ball and not a goal cost in the Mead Miners. Um yeah, I suppose a, a lot of frustration, Mickey, uh, happened back to that game on Saturday. Yeah, it's inconclusive whether it would have crossed the line. My view on it was that it had crossed the line, but my point on it as well is that it should never have got to that point. 
because there was four guys standing in the square when the ball was being kicked in. You have to, you can only, and I think it was from a dead ball as well, wasn't it? So um, from a free or whatever. So you can't be inside the square until the ball lands in the square from a dead ball. But from play, you can move in as soon as the ball is kicked. So had that been a case that the ball was kicked and then they walked in and they were standing there waiting on the ball, fair enough. But the rule is there. And I, I can't believe that none of the three officials, the referee and the two umpires, or even the linesman, didn't see that it was a square ball. Yeah, absolutely. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard, County Mead. Uh, John Kelly said, very impressed by Mead minor Neil McGinley, uh, forward with lots of potentials. Um, should have played Reed and Stafford from the start. Disappointing results. Uh, developed the players at under-19 development panel, and they hopefully can make the impact at under-20. Yeah, there's a few players off that uh, minor team that will definitely go into um, the, the development squad um, next year. And... You know, there's a right few of them, and I think there's a few of them that could really push on and be on the under-20 team the following year. Um, I know we mentioned that there was only one of last year's minor teams still involved this year um, on the starting 15. So I would suggest that a few of them will mature over the next year or so and definitely be part of the under-20 panel, if not next year, the year after. Yeah, for sure. Um, Andrew McWheeney said Kilbride youngsters are ones to watch. Uh they're flying in the league. I think they got their third win on the spin over the weekend. I think it was possibly over Summerhill, Mickey, was it? Um, but they're they're absolutely going well and, and they're in a, a promotion shake-up already. So um, fair juice to them. Uh, Leo Turley there again this year doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a young team that we have said to watch over the next uh, couple of years, they're sitting uh, second in the table. They've two wins and a draw and yeah absolutely they beat uh, Boards Mill on the weekend actually so it was 316 to 7 points so um, yeah absolutely flying at the minute yeah uh, Jack Walsh and Sean Fitz almost as if they sent this in at the same time and they, they probably did uh, Shawnee Fitz says big away day win for Shells and Jack Walsh finished that up by saying a huge three points for Duffer Shells in Sligo yeah, own B154 on the weekend. That's all oh, I wow. care about in soccer. Yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that could have been the second team, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next in is Joe Tierney, and he reckons Nobber are in deep trouble. Yeah, they put up a good showing on the weekend. They were unlucky against Beliver on the weekend, four or five points up at half time, and, and let Beliver back into that one. Um, you know, Sean Mead to the fore with six points as well. Um, I, I just think that Nobber are kind of rebuilding and they're coming from a low base, but I don't see them 
I, I think they'll steady the ship. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I, do, I do as well. I, do, I think they probably will just have enough uh, yeah. to stave off any relegation troubles when come championship, but we shall see. It's a little bit away, yes. Uh, Rob Perfield said, great to see plenty of second and third teams out in the Premier. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, come from a club that we got a second team out as well on Friday night and beat Colin O'Brien's on Matinees as well. Always nice. Yeah, um, Colin O'Brien, um, who informed me during the week when, when I was slagging him about Cortown getting the victory, he says, I don't play football. And I says, well, you don't really play hurling either because, you know, you were you, you got nailed at, at your own training session last week and broke your rib, like, you know. So um, would you believe... It, would you believe his own dog did that too? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it look like a face? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, he, he won't even be able to laugh at those jokes because his ribs will be too sore. <laughs> Alex Arkin said, Dunchocklin are setting a mark in the intermediate. Yeah. Um, uh, again, you know, I know you've been singing the praise for the last couple of years. I waited, uh, you know, and I bided my time until they were ready. And nah, I think they are ready. Get off it, get off it. Come on. Yeah, well, well, come here. You, you, you predicted a win from them every game for the last two years, and you never were right. I, and when I started predicting it, it was at the right time. But, yeah, no, I'm really impressed with Dunchocklin. And, and barring, barring something, you know, crazy, they have absolutely everything to go on and uh, do well this year um, and, and even get promoted. But the intermediate is the toughest of the championships, so they'll have to be ready for it, Davey. Yeah, like I think I think the test for teams like Dunshocklin, who come down with quality youth, uh, like great coaches, obviously, is when it comes to championship, being put on a tight pitch, you know, against a team that'll make it really hard for them and may well block off the different avenues. Put them in Navin or, or put them in, in Trim or wherever, you know, they'll they'll have time and space to absolutely tear teams apart. But those are the kind of, those will be the big testers to come later on in the summer. But so far, so good for sure, Mick. Yeah, yeah um, 100%. Michael Tiernan says, Clannagale's first win with new manager, the Huzzy. Stephen Husband, of course, opening up with a win there in Clannagale. Uh, great yeah. start for him. I think six-point win, was it, over Dunsany? It was. Um, and not to let too much go about our predictions, but you had predicted a Dunsany win there, and I had gone for a Clannagale win. So, uh, yeah, it's it's no surprise to me, Davey. I saw it coming. No, I think I did okay, though, across the board. We, we will come back to it, though. Oh, we um, will. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have the ball. <laughs> Shit, maybe, maybe not as good as they thought. Then. Um, <laughs> Anne-Marie McKenna uh, said, great weekend for Minolte. Yeah, Minolte absolutely flying, aren't they, as well? Yeah, um, another huge win over Wolf Tones, 315 to six points. Um, they've only played two, and they have two wins from two. Uh, sitting third in the table, with that game in hand, and if they win, they'll join St. Bridget's at the top of the uh, table and just, just go ahead of Kilbride. It's going to be tight at the top in that division. Sure. Uh, Mickey Burke next in, and he said Longwood getting a win in the Premier Championship. The Sipper McQuaid and Big Cheeseburg Burn rimming lads. I think that was a Premier 9 game. Uh, yes. So you can only imagine what was going on in that one. It was a huge win as well, if I'm not mistaken. I saw the result of that one, and uh, Longwood... Um, I suppose a um, well-needed win to give, give them a boost um, over there in the club. I know it's only Premier 9 or whatever, or 
I don't mean only, but it, it is Premier Nine. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's amazing what something like that could do because all all those lads are, are are together week in week out, and hopefully that might be something that can push them on. Yeah, absolutely, Mick. Uh, next one in is from that man, Sean Duggan. Um, withdrawn fairly early in the piece, I think, against Rakenny. Um, but anyway, he said that Sean Deering should is he the new Manalvi number one, Ray Ryan on the beer all weekend. Um, and, uh, was he supposed to be on the beer all weekend, or like is he is he getting a dig there? I'm not sure what's what's the story there. I don't know, Mickey, uh, and I don't really want to know to be honest either. Um, <laughs> A man I want to know something about is lucky to be working, though, and he said Mayo lacking in encouragement. <laughs> uh, look, we've seen we've seen Mayo taking tight clippings before in league finals and uh, stuff like that and coming uh, thundering back into form come championships. So, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, uh, writing them off just yet. Uh, there's always a sting in the tail of, of Mayo and um, I just felt for O'Hara on the weekend. I thought he did really well, and still his man scored what one four, yeah, <laughs> and, and goal and four that was just sublime. Like you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, um, he followed that up by saying the working holiday goes on. Um, he's having a great time of it, isn't he? At the minute, oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Tiernan said that Kieran Flynn's treble save not enough to stop Clannagale. Battle of the ginger keepers, of course. Uh, Owen Griffin at the other end of the field there. <laughs> Owen Griffin one end and Kieran Flynn the other. And um, Kieran with a treble save, um, but as he said, not 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 enough to stop um, the rot from from Clan McGill. Look, it was a win that they needed, and it was probably a case of whose need was more, whose need was greater in that game. And Clan McGill really needed that one. So kudos to them for getting the result. Yeah, I suppose like I know we'll talk about it probably in the in the Loyal Royal show again, Mickey, but like for a new manager going in there to get that bounce straight away is is brilliant. And I suppose he's he's a novice at you know at a lads football. So for him as well, I think that's a brilliant start for Stephen Husband and, and they can only look forward. That is first was that his first game in charge or was it his second? I think it was it. I think that was his first, or maybe it was the second. Uh, who did they play the last day? Do you know? No um, not sure. Um, yeah, who they played the last day, but um, uh, oh, either yeah, way, I think, played, I think they played Dunham Rashford, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, so possibly, but he was only in that week, so I don't think he could really, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Now. Um, yeah, but kudos to him and them. But uh, that is it from Insta. That's it from Insta. Um, nothing from the PS, nothing from the gel. Nothing from either. Uh, I was. Jelly is obviously too busy at the moment. I it? was in with Jelly for a bit of a treatment, Mickey, last uh, last Thursday evening, and uh, my back is still not right. <laughs> no, it was brilliant, but uh, it, it's I've never. You've probably had the cup of done before, but it, it, the, the marks it leaves. It's extraordinary stuff. It really is, and a lot of people were sort of asking me after it. I know we got a few inquiries off the back of it and that, uh, no pun intended. But uh, it's it's quality stuff. Uh, it's great treatment. He has a fine setup there. Um, and you'll find the page on Instagram, obviously. Get in touch with him. Um, and, and So you enjoy jelly cupping you? Yeah, yeah. And you'd recommend jelly cupping anybody? Um, yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, you, and, and you didn't make the wall, Mickey. I didn't make the wall, yeah. Um, he couldn't afford the appearance fee for the wall, so he couldn't. Um, all of my 
yeah, the royalties for the wall. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll have to. I'll probably have to bring him up a signed uh, picture myself and tell him to put it up on the wall. Um, he's not going to come looking for it. That's for sure. But yeah, look, he's doing. He's doing a, a good job there, and uh, we wish him the very best luck. Look, the, if that's it from Instagram, I think that's it from from the podcast, Davy. Shane, Mickey. Shane, well, look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. So remember, We Are Me, why it matters more.